You are listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast with Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Turmeric and Boswellia, they're, they're Batman and Robin of herbs. They're both good together, but together they're a powerhouse. But anyway... So millennials obviously want to see disruption in in all categories, and we are seeing a lot of that. There's lots of talk about millennials. Brought to you by Supply Side East, April 10th and 11th. And welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast. I'm Sandy. On the phone, I've got two people from Pure Branding. I've got Susan Hager, who is the Executive Strategic Consultant, and Yadim Midor, who is the founder and CEO. Hi, Susan and Yadim. Hi, Hi Sandy. Sandy. So we are recording this podcast a few weeks after a presentation that Yadim gave on the Integrative Healthcare Practitioner Channel. He gave this presentation in Tucson, Arizona at the annual conference uh, for the Council for Responsible Nutrition. And I thought the information was really fascinating and how uh, supplement brands can forge partnerships with these health integrated healthcare practitioners. So um, first off, I want to talk about a large study that uh, Pure Branding conducted. Why did Pure Branding conduct this large study and what exactly does Pure Branding do with this information? Sure. So um just as an introduction, so uh, Pure Branding um, provides strategic consulting, uh, market research, and brand development uh, for many companies in this space, uh, both consumer and professional. Um, so we have a specialized focus in uh, dietary supplement and functional foods. Um, we set out to understand this particular uh, landscape of integrative physicians because many of our clients um, in the space um, either directly or indirectly serve um, that market, and there wasn't really any uh, good market intelligence on this growing uh, community of of integrative doctors. Yeah, I think um, in particular what we see is in the market there's a lot of information about some of the professions that have been practicing in complementary medicine, particularly acupuncture and chiropractic. But as we have this growing body of integrative medical doctors, both MD and DO credential, that are beginning to move into nutrition and integrative healthcare, um, there just hasn't been much information in the market about them at all. So we thought this was a really important baseline to establish. And then, Sandy, maybe just to make it clear for the listeners, um, we were focusing in on just this one segment of this larger um, landscape of the direct-to-professional market. Um, so, you know, MBJ and its, its, I think, 2017 data identified that 9% of supplement sales come through the practitioner channel, so that represents about $3.7 billion. Um, we have estimated through our own research, um, this constitutes about 250,000 practitioners um, that, as Susan mentioned, represent multiple uh, credential types from chiropractors, uh, naturopathic physicians, uh, nutritionists, um, health coaches, chiropractors. Um, But for this study, we wanted to look 
we, we wanted to put the lens just on credentialed MDs and DOs who've transitioned from conventional medicine into um, a self-identification around practicing integrative medicine. Interesting. Uh, why did you want to look specifically at, at those practitioners? I think, number one, this is a credential that has a potential for significant um, growth and creating shift in our current healthcare system. So if you look at the number of practicing MD and DO credentialed physicians, it's a very large number in the United States. And as these um, health uh, physicians transition over to integrative health and wellness, uh, they have the potential to really grow the marketplace that's currently receiving nutritional products. Let's get to the numbers. So based on your study, the ones that you looked at, how many integrated physicians are there in this category and how many of them are recommending supplements to their patients? So let's um, start with the, the, the size of the MDDO credential in the United States. So there are approximately <clears throat> 311,000 um, general practice, uh, primary care physicians um, practicing in the United States. And um, of that population, um, our research showed us that approximately 6% are self-identified as practicing or utilizing integrative medicine um, within their practice. So that's approximately 20,000 doctors or MDs, DOs. And of those, 79% utilize nutrition as a therapy within their practice. And 84% of the um, 20,000 doctors recommend supplements um, as part of the uh, nutrition therapy. On average, they recommend them to 65% of their patients. And um, a little over half of them dispense these supplements directly from their office. What's really interesting and um, what you heard at the CRN presentation was that 70% recommend their patients to buy elsewhere, um, either online, a specific store, or pharmacy. Uh, so this uh, community of integrative doctors is not just um, working with the professional brands. They're actually uh, working with um, <clears throat> the retail consumer brands and, and referring patients out as well. Wow, so these are some great numbers. I mean, these are amazing. I mean, especially when we hear traditionally, you know, that um, people who have MDs are not necessarily the most favorable to supplements. And I know these are particular, a particular cohort, um, those that, you know, consider themselves integrative. Um, so they are different than the rest, but it's still great numbers. I mean, it would behoove a supplement. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Susan supportive of nutritional supplementation are recommending to their patients that they're utilizing it but aren't dispensing out of their office or not directly um, sending that patient to a specific place. So there's a lot of opportunity for the nutritional um, sector to integrate uh, their communication with those physicians and help them to better understand the possibilities of what their patients could have access to. And I think that there is this assumption that maybe there isn't so much receptivity, and so therefore there isn't a lot of outreach being um, undertaken right now to that physician base, but they're actually a, a much more receptive audience than I think many people realize. Right. And a huge influence, and a huge influencer, um, you know, just 
just based on that that number of 20,000 um, integrative doctors, we're estimating they're actually influencing between 13 and 18 million patients. Um, and with that wide a reach, they're really changing the conversation about nutrition and supplements in the United States more than any other credential. They have an, you know, they have the ability to really impact the credibility of the entire industry. So what are the traits that these practitioners are looking for when they are recommending supplements? I imagine that they um, uh, recommend specific brands that they trust and they feel offer good value. So I'm wondering what the, what the traits are in these supplements. Yeah, the top four traits coming out of the um, data from this research were trust in the company and its manufacturing process. That was almost half of them at 49%. Um, 38%. Um, need products that are supported by clinical research. Uh, 30% say that patients have good results with the brand. So, um, you know, not just uh, clinical research, but their own um, clinical results in practice. And then uh, 24% uh, free of allergens. So those are the top four. Now they, they start to change slightly as we look at the different um, segments that emerged out of out of the study. So there were actually five distinct uh, segments that emerged uh, from the analysis, uh, each one with different needs and, and attitudes and, and pain points. So how can the supplement brands help these integrated phys- physicians improve their practices, offer better care to their patients? So it really depends on the, on the profile. Um, again, because it changes so dramatically within the five distinct segment profiles that were identified in the research. But in general, many of them are looking for a business partner. They're looking for brands that can help them um, improve um, their practice and uh, how they reach patients, um, the um, techniques they employ within their practice. Um, they need help creating a value prop- proposition that will draw uh, new patients to their practice. Um, they're looking for relevant and frequent content. Um, they're looking for community um, companies that can uh, help enable meetups and mentorships. Um, in general, they're looking for um, brands that align with their passion and beliefs. These are incredibly strongly um, passionate group of, of doctors who believe that the um, food system and the medical system are failing um, our, our, our patients. Um, and then finally, a, a brand that can really provide support for the choices and commitments that these doctors are making every day. And I, I think, as Yadim noted, um, this type of research, this uh, landscape analysis, which we did, which for the first time ever is looking at who are these integrative physicians. And as uh, he mentioned, we the analysis really saw five distinct segmentations, so five kind of different and unique type of physicians who have different and unique needs. And that's the reason that uh, one of the primary reasons that we did this research is because for so many people, there's this assumption that it's a homogenous group, um, but really, um, while there are some baseline, you know, just cost of entry to work with physician uh, things that companies have to pay attention to, there's also some very unique needs by the individual segments. 
So how do supplement brands connect with these integrative physicians? I mean, if these brands, they're, they're like, this is us, we share these values, we can help these uh, physicians, we uh, have trustworthy products, we have science-backed ingredients. How do we reach these practitioners? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, well, I, I think that what we have seen is these physicians are actively seeking out information at their professional conferences. So there are a number of health professional conferences uh, that offer both CME as well as non-CME education. And that's where those physicians are going. And as Yadim said, they are not so much looking for conference information or education information sponsored by companies. They're looking for um, things that are coming out of their professional groups that are giving them both a foundation of science and of clinical application. And this is one of the important factors is, is they are looking for the actual clinical application and clinical efficacy um, that patients are experiencing and that other doctors are seeing. So I would say when people are looking, they should be looking at those conferences. Great. And what does CME stand for? Oh, I'm sorry. So that's um, clinical med that's uh, clinical medical education. So uh, doctors, about, you know, all pretty much all health professionals have to have some kind of continuing ed education. So the CME is continuing medical education. So physicians to keep their license in their state, and if they have board certification and a specialty, they have to receive a regular annual amount of continuing medical education. So most of the health professional associations will offer that kind of continuing education at their annual conferences or at special seminars and, and events. Ah, okay, thank you. It's just a term I'm not familiar with, so appreciate you clearing that up. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate both you, Susan and Yadim, for getting on the call and sharing the insights that uh, Pure Branding is offering on the Integrative Health Practitioner. Thank and you. Thank We're you so much. Very pleased to do it and hope it's helpful to your audience. Absolutely. Well, great. Thank you so much. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the supplement industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud accounts. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side East, April 10th and 11th in Secaucus, New Jersey.